Hello and welcome to Let's Go, the Pelham House podcast. I'm your host, John McCarthy, and I've been coming to you for the last week and a half, mostly from my home in Brewster during a stay-at-home order on Cape Cod. It's a beautiful Friday on Cape Cod, and we are fortunate enough today to have another Pelham House partner join us on the podcast. Um, the Pelamos partner that we have today um, is Kevin Garcia. He also comes from Florida, and we are tremendously excited to have another person who's been integrally a part of this process for the last year and a half. Kevin Garcia, welcome to the podcast. Hi, Johnny. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Kevin. As you know, we call you KG sometimes. If I happen to do that, is that all right with you? Absolutely. It, I, I know you have a likening to uh, you know Kevin Garnett, but uh, we'll we'll go with we'll go with Kevin Garcia and KG works great. Sounds great. So um, what I've been doing is trying to get to know a little bit about each guest that we have. So I was hoping that we could. Um, start with asking you maybe a little bit about your either professional or educational background, specifically maybe even touch on um, your food and beverage experience, because I know that you were involved in that in somehow. How did you uh, get started maybe in your uh, late teens, maybe 20s? Can you tell us a little bit? Yeah. So a lot like, you know, Chris Carlson and, and Patty Ann spoke, my path to the culinary field was is very similar. You know, I I bounced around a lot in my younger years doing different things and and um, always kind of felt myself falling back to the restaurants, you know, and and it was just something that was very steady. Um, it was a, a feel or, you know, it was it, those things came easy to me and it was very easy for me um, to fall into different aspects of, of restaurants, whether it be uh, back of the house or front of the house, um, whatever was needed, you know, whenever and wherever is kind of where I would, I would, I would fall back to. Um, but my real, you know, my younger years, you know, working in different places, country clubs and restaurant or excuse me, uh, pizza shops and things like that. Um, once I moved to Florida, uh, when I was 21, I fell into working in the fine dining industry and a little restaurant down on Indian Rocks Beach called El Nido Restaurante. And that's really where, where my culinary, uh, I guess my passion was realized that, you know, there was a finer, a finer side of, of, of all of this. Um, you know, this was in the early eighties and it, it was for the, this individual chef, this particular chef, Andrew Berman at, at El Nido Restaurante doing Northern Italian cuisine at an extraordinarily high level in a small boutique, little, little setting bistro setting was, was, uh, was very challenging. It was intense, but the level of product that I learned to realize that could be, that could be produced was extraordinarily, was extraordinary and very, very inspiring. Did you have many roles there or did, did it change throughout the years? What was, what was your main role there? I did. I did. I, uh, you know, started, um, so, so I've never worked at a, at a restaurant at that level before. So obviously when my buddy brought me in and said, you know, let's, let's, let's see what we can do here. I started basically prepping in the kitchen, peeling, uh, peeling shallots and garlic and just doing whatever it took to, 
to get myself in the game. Um, in that atmosphere, a small restaurant like that with a high powered chef, you, you really got to earn your, got to earn your chops. You got to earn your way in. And if you can do the small things, do what you're, you know, do what's asked of you and do it well, then, then they tend to, uh, obviously let you do more and more. And, and that's basically what happened. So I moved into being a back waiter, um, which was basically taking garnishing, working hand in hand with the chef, plating food right on the tray, you know, delivering it to the dining room where the captains would be. And then they would actually serve the meals after learning to do that at a very high level and supporting pretty much the entire dining room from that position, moving into being a captain, then moving into being the manager of that particular restaurant. And um, we actually expanded, built another one. And, you know, I became the manager overall at that at that facility. So, yeah, it was a a real stepping stone for me, um, a real proving ground. That's uh, that's some amazing stuff. And I know that I've heard a lot of those stories before. And every time I hear it, I can tell the passion um, that is there for it. Obviously, from there, um, my understanding was that you you got into the business world a little bit. And um, in nature of kind of time, with all the areas I want to hit, I wanted to kind of fast forward a little bit and kind of, uh, I know that you have been a partner for a while with Dennis Leary, uh, who was on the podcast a few days ago in business. And um, you were able to take a few visits in 2018 for your first time, I believe, to Cape Cod. Um, And I wanted you to maybe tell our listeners a little bit about, um, was it your first visit? And maybe tell us a little bit about what you thought when you arrived. Well, yeah. So we'd had a couple conversations with you, you know, on the phone and so on. But, you know, visiting the Cape for that was my first time. I'd never been um, to that part of the country. And uh, visiting it for the for the first time, it was uh, it it was it was it was well. First of all, it was wonderful because it's you really immediately realize why so many people in the Northeast gravitate to the area. Um, it's yes, it's got it's that small town feel, you know, over and over and over again, all up and down uh, yep. the Cape, all the way, you know, out out the elbow. And it's just so so that's the first thing that you realize right away is that these small towns, you know, very community oriented and um, and then realizing the uh, location of Pelham, yes. you know, immediately after doing all of my Google searches and and mapping and everything else, you really don't appreciate it until you walk out out to out on that out on that uh you know, the beachfront and really understand the, just the enormity, just a great location that it is. It's just an, it's just an amazing spot. Do you remember, I believe on our first visit, um, maybe a little bit about how the, the rooftop came to be? Yeah. Um, well, as we do, you know, we, we like to do, what we call noodling. We do a lot of noodling on these, on these projects. And, uh, you know, after kind of getting a good direction of the, of the hotel, uh, you know, we were just really struggling with trying to figure out what that was going to be. Right. Um, 
Yep. We had the we had the the old uh, building up there with the rooms in it and and the courthouse and uh, it just it was struck. We were struggling with how do we take advantage of that view and and really you know maximize uh, you know getting the public to enjoy what we what we know is there. It's just this this fantastic access. So yeah, we we went we went a lot of different directions. You know. We went a lot of different directions, but, you know, I have to hand it to Dennis. I think Dennis was the man that, that said, look, let's, let's go airborne here. Let's get, let's see if we can figure out a way to position this building on this property so that we can, we can see it from, from a height that, that really, really exposes uh, Nantucket sound and, and, and bring that to the forefront. I agree. And I remember us on the balcony of the, of the courthouse which was still standing at the moment. And we were envisioning what Dennis was talking about uh, because I guess down where you guys are, it's fairly common to have rooftop bars and restaurants. So uh, on the Cape, I don't believe we have many of them. So uh, you guys were envisioning it. And I was just uh, standing on the, on the second floor balcony of the courthouse just kind of um, trying to envision something that I really haven't been a part of. So that was pretty special. Now I wanted to move a little bit to the lobby bar. Um, it, just quickly, uh, I remember one of these noodling nights having a, a glass of wine and having you and Dennis in the lobby. And again, KG, who he's, he's what he's known to do is come up with some pretty co- cool ideas. And you actually... Um, I believe are responsible for kind of where our lobby bar um, is at the moment and kind of opening that up so you could see out to the pool and to the water. Want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah. So, you know, we were just, as you said, we're just hanging out and, and going over a lot of different things and, and ideas. And, you know, the longer you, you sit in that open space before we, we, you know, in its old configuration, you remember the stairway was in front of those those windows and the door there, and it was rather it was kind of in the way. You know that stairway going downstairs was kind of in the way, and it just seemed that if we could get that pool area refined and access that lobby for the entire hotel through those doors without having to deal with that stairway, that the that a lobby bar in that position would would suit the the room well, still retain a nice open feel. And, uh, you know, and just and just have full access to to what we know, you know, people like to do um, down down at the beach, you know, come in and I agree. hang out at the beach and then ha- have a nice cold beer or cocktail. And it just, was just very conducive to that. So so that's kind of how that thought process went. But on a fun note, when we talk about a few of these things, um, I don't think anybody other than maybe um, KG, Dennis, myself. And another partner, Mark, um, I'd like to tell our listeners a little bit about our Pelham House point system. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> let's, let's, talk, let's talk a little bit about that just quickly. What do you think? Well, I would like to know the keeper of the points, number one, who <laughs> that is, because we're not, I'm not quite sure we really know where the tally lies at this, at this juncture. Yes, but there's been a lot of points rewarded up and down the totem pole. So, um, 
that's pretty funny. Yeah, I, I would I would say that the the point system, the way I understand it, is that every time we come up with a different idea or a different way to spend Dennis's money, and for and everyone, all the other uh, investors, we we end up. Um, allotting points to some of the best ideas. Would that be correct? That is very correct. That is very correct. What did you think when Dennis told you about his Pelham idea and his meeting with me in the summer of 2018? Well, I'll I'll be very honest. I I looked at it from, you know, kind of the the 30,000 foot view, you know, in the middle of the summer, it kind of it kind of just appeared before us for, for me. I mean, Dennis obviously um, had seen the, seen the property several times and, and kind of knew what it was about. I, I think he, the first time that he, he and I spoke about it, he had only had one conversation with you. Um, but it just, uh, it, to be quite honest with you, I thought it was a reach. You know, I thought it would be a reach for us to, to, to get to the point that we wanted to wanted it to be. I didn't envision it. I didn't revision it as a as a restructure of what you had or a remodel of what you had. You know, yep. as time as time went by, the the vision had to be a little bit bigger. To and and that's when you know we really started to talk. He and I, you know, about what a grander, little bit of a grander. Uh, vision of the overall property would be, and um, as you well know, Dennis is our is our resident model king, and and just started to put some numbers together that uh, you had provided us, and and with his ability to forecast and and do those things, we started to realize rather quickly that a a business model could be could be made, and. And not only it, it was a very reason and it was very reasonable. It was a very reasonable um, expectation that we could operate this this property with uh, with the help of you at a high level and and feel like we could we could do quite well. So that's kind of how we we got got to that point. I want to shift gears and get into, again, what I call some of the fun stuff. You're from Florida. Um can you tell me a little bit about where you live now? Large, small. I know the weather and the beaches is somewhat a part of it. <laughs> can, it makes me jealous a little bit of the time. Um, can you share a little bit about your area? Yeah, sure. So I live in Clearwater. Um, I live in North Clearwater. So where we're at, there's a little smaller town, Dunedin, Florida is just right up the right up the street, just a few blocks, about one mile north of us here. And, you know, it's very coastal. We're right off the, the intercoastal waterway. We have a lot of access to, you know, the, the parks and such that, that are in this area. And the little, you know, Dunedin is just phenomenal. It's, you know, seven or eight breweries down there and six or eight restaurants. And, and uh, we can access that very easily. It's a great, it's just a great area to be in. You can get outside easily and and, um, you know, we just love it. It's uh, the weather is, as you know, is great. It's awful hot in the summer, but we, we can take that because I woke up today and it was 71 and sunny and it was uh, pretty great. You stole my thunder a little bit. How often do you get asked, are you Kevin Garnett? <laughs> unfortunately, well, unfortunately, never. <laughs> you're the, you're the only person that's really made that connection. 
with my okay. with KG. The folks I worked with back in the day, Raymond James called me KG, but it certainly it wasn't uh, wasn't derived from from the great Kevin Garnett Hall of Famer. So, but I, I think it. I think it's great that you find that near and dear to your heart. I've heard and talked to you about your interest in photography at times. Our own Chris Carlson seems to have similarities a little bit in that way. Is that a passion of yours? I see some great pics on Facebook at times. Yeah, so I I grew up taking pictures. I had a 35 millimeter camera in my hand pretty young. Um, I grew up in Indiana and I kind of lucky. I, I Our family, my father was a mechanic on a race car and we traveled all around the Midwest from, you know, Indiana, Ohio, Illinois, to these little racetracks. Um, and I was just enamored with racing at that time. And I, I chose to, to follow it through my camera. And so my, my, my parents got me a, a pretty nice little camera to, to play with. And I, it's always been something that's, that's been around me, you know, I love it. Um, it's not something that I can focus on all the time. Uh, but, it's just, it's one of those things that I enjoy. It's a great release. And, um, you know, you can get out in nature and, and uh, be creative and, and uh, kind of figure out ways to set up some challenging shots. And, and um, it's a lot of fun. So, yeah, you know, at this day and age, everybody's a photographer with the iPhone in, in your hand. And it's a, it's a wonderful tool. And, um, you know, so, yeah, it's good stuff. I've seen some pictures of some amazingly cute dogs on the gram. How many dogs do you have? What type? <laughs> We've got my wife, Beverly, my lovely wife, Beverly. We have, she's, she loves dogs. I love dogs. Obviously it wouldn't, but we have, we have three dogs. We have our, we call him our little old man, Indy. He's a little terrier. He's uh, 13 years old now, I think 12 or 13. And then we have, uh, we have Mango, who is a, a labradoodle uh actually no excuse me she's a golden doodle and okay. um she's four she's she, yep. she's a, she's the bigger dog and then we've got we've got olive she's the labradoodle and she's a little black dog and and we just got her about a year ago she's a little over a year and a half you're about a year old now and um yeah they're great you know we have a nice big backyard in our in our house here and and uh they can get out there and run and and uh if we didn't have access to that backyard, we wouldn't probably wouldn't have our dogs, uh, many dogs, but, uh, it's great. They go out there and run and it's a lot of fun. I'd be remiss not to ask anyone that lives in your area about your feelings about Tom Brady relocating. Well, I think it was strategic on his part, Tampa Bay, Tom Brady, the same initials. I think that was strategic on his part. He's got some kind of marketing scheme built up in that. I, I'm sure. Yes. <laughs> you know, it was really kind of a, a funny turn of uh, turn of events, right? Uh, you know that Dennis and I are your your Florida brethren have a have a uh, little bit of a little bit of a dig to the New England Patriots, as many people do. But uh, and how we ended up with with the old boy is pretty amazing. I don't know. It's it's uh, it really is kind of surreal that uh, he ended up here. It's almost destiny. It, it really is pretty interesting. We're going to have at fun trying to get you at once. 
all of this craziness passes, we're gonna have fun getting you into the stadium over there, so so you can watch him watch him play in another uniform in his new hometown. Do you have a favorite food at this point in your life? Can you narrow it down? Do you wow. have something that's your favorite? Uh, you know, I cook a lot. I cook a lot for my family. I cook a lot for, you know, our gatherings and such. And, you know, I don't, I, and I, a lot of people ask me that. I don't have a favorite food. I, I really don't. I'm, I'm kind of one of those people that I'm inspired by what I see. So when I go to the fish market or whatever, I, I kind of gravitate towards what looks great. And, you know, and then hopefully marry that with some, some nice, fresh, fresh ingredients, whether it be vegetables or what have you. But, you know, I don't, I don't have a set, you know, style of cooking or, or a, uh, you know, a certain fare that, that, that I, I gravitate to. I like all types of cooking and I'm really inspired by people who are creative and can really kind of fuse different cuisines, different cooking styles together um, to create, uh, whether it be high end, you know, fine dining level food or even everyday food, as we all know, can be made with with uh, made with love and can be awfully good. So I really don't have a set favorite food. Got it. Um, with the stay at home kind of order lately with your wife and daughter, how's that been? Like walks, walks, beaches open, stuff like that. How's that been? Yeah. So beaches are closed, but, um, so unfortunately my wife, uh, is, is not working right now. She does hair and obviously that industry is shut down. So she's spending a lot more time at home and I work from home. So yeah, we're spending a lot of time. We're eating a lot of good food. (laughs) We're cooking a lot of good food. And, um, my daughter's been focusing on her art, doing a lot of art and, and, uh, you know, just kind of enjoying each other's time. Now I want to bring it back, uh, for the end of this segment to, to the Pelham. And I wanted to get, I've been asking everybody who has had the opportunity to kind of give me their first impression, their feeling when they first took a, um, took a walk up or a ride up to the rooftop. And I know you've done it at least once. What was your first impression? Yeah, so been up there a couple of times. Um, it, uh, I, I thought about this, and I, we as a family were fortunate enough to host a, a young uh, foreign exchange student from France several years ago, and okay. we grew a relationship with her family, and they invited us to France. And they have a home in Paris and they have a home down in Cassis on the Mediterranean, South France. And when I am on top of that rooftop, it absolutely reminds me of the Mediterranean. And 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 the views, some of the views that we captured while in Cassis, um, overlooking wow. overlooking the Mediterranean. Um, it does definitely it it's just it's just mesmerizing to me. Um, it is. and I think the climate and everything that, uh, you know, the Cape, the Cape has it, that, that's what it reminds me of. It really has, um, that coastal Mediterranean feel to it. And, um, I'm just so excited to be involved and, and can't wait to get up there as soon as this, as 
soon as we can start traveling again and and get caught up on what on what's going on up there. Absolutely. Um, if you could narrow it down, is there a thing or a couple things that you are most excited about leading into the first operating season of the new venue? Um, I'm really excited for our staff, John. I'm I'm excited for you. I'm excited for for Dan and Patty Ann and and Heather and you know just everybody. Amax been around the property for so long, and yep. um, you know Chris. Uh, both, both Chris's, um, you know, I'm just real excited for you guys. It's, is an opportunity that, uh, people in this business, you know, really, you know, it, it's an opportunity, I hate to say an opportunity of a lifetime, but it's, this is just a great opportunity to, uh, express yourselves in this profession and really make your mark. And I think that, uh, that's what I'm excited about the most. I want to see the people shine. I love it. I, um, do you have a sense on what you think about how we stack up short term with our several outlets, the ability to space out now a little bit with what's going on on the lawn, the pool, the beach, having all the open air space. Um, I know we've talked about it, but kind of what, how do, how do you feel uh, about our ability to stack up in, in kind of short term and long term? Well, I think that we stack up really well because we have open space. We have the obviously the lobby. We have the pool, the beach. We have the lawn. All of those spaces. I mean, if we're forced to go down in numbers to a degree, which I'm sure we will be, kind of feels that way anyway. That um, you know we can spread people out enough that that people will feel comfortable. And I know that um, I know that we're going to present our service in a way um, that will help. Our clients feel secure that they're not, you know, and I, I think that we're positioned very well, especially if you really think about the lawn and the beach, you know, the lawn, we can set up temporary tables up there that can be moved, you know, and if we need to space things out a little bit further off the patio of the new of the new of the new building, then we can do that. Um, if we're reduced down to a certain amount of seats in the in 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 the rooftop, then that can overflow into the lawn and space it out. I think there's going to be opportunity for us to, to gain our footing and, um, and execute at a, at a level that, that, that we definitely will not be disappointed in. I agree. And, um, yeah, you touched on kind of the areas that, that I, I continue to, to want to, um, kind of talk about in, in, in terms of our ability to do several of those things. If we've we've talked about another thing many times, you touched on it when talking about what you're most excited about. Um, can you can you give me a little bit more about your your thoughts um, about the team we've assembled? I mean, you you mentioned pretty much everybody. Um, Grace and Alina are obviously in in the wedding department, but um, you touched on almost everybody else. But in regards to kind of what you think about, I know you've been in this, um, you've been in this before in terms of the food and beverage, as, as you've mentioned, but we have the hotel side as well. Um, I really think that the group of people that we've assembled have the ability to kind of work in different spaces. I was, I was hoping with your experience, maybe you could touch on that just a little bit more. Yeah. So, um, you know, speaking towards, you know, 
what I look forward to is watching them shine. And that's exactly what we have. We have people in place in the key areas that, that absolutely possess the skill that, that it's going to take to, to navigate, you know, this changing environment that we're in. These are very committed professionals in my opinion. And, you know, as entrepreneurs, we do what we need to do to adjust to any situation or what any market might present itself to us. I think yes. that's exactly what they're going to do. They're, they're just, a, it's a wonderful group of people that possess skill sets across all dynamics of the hospitality industry and their ability to adjust and, and shine in this environment will be key. I'll go, I'll refer back to, you know, when, when we opened the Blue Heron in Palm Harbor in 1989, there was many people kind of shrugging their shoulders at us because we were in the midst of a somewhat of a, of a, of a recession. Expansion was not going very well in, in this general area. You know, uh, interest rates, I think were high at that time. Different. There was just a lot of, there's a lot of reasons why a lot of folks said, don't open this restaurant right now. Number one reason being that there was a very successful restaurant right next to us. But we went forward through that time because we had the skill, we had skilled people that knew how to adjust in a challenging time. And I think that's what we're faced with. We're faced with a challenging time. It's going to, this business is going to change a little bit, but it's going, we're going to come out the other side of this and we're going to be better for it. I just, I'm very excited. I'm still very optimistic about, about the long-term about the long-term uh, success of Pelham House. Um, KG, I, I need to wrap it up, but I, I wanted to, again, um, kind of reiterate, we met about, I don't know, a year and a half to two years ago in 2018. And um, I, I, my first opportunity to meet KG was when you, uh, when you were, pulling up to the Pelham with Dennis and you guys were still kind of, kind of looking at the, looking at the venue and looking at the hotel and kind of trying to figure out um, all the modeling and getting to know you and, and not only your business sense, but your food and beverage passion and helping us last year get through our first season with lobby pool bar food Um you have tremendous insight and you're so thoughtful about every piece of our puzzle. Um, it's been an, ex it's been an extreme pleasure to become your friend and business partner. And I, it, it is one of the most pleasing opportunities for me, um, for someone who's fairly quiet KG to get to come on a podcast and let all of the Pelham team members and all of our listeners get to know someone who is um, integral in everything we've been doing for the last two years. So KG, I wanted to thank you again uh, for coming on and uh, everybody's going to love getting to know you a little better. Well, John, you know, the feeling is, is mutual. This has been a, a wonderful experience to get to know uh, everyone up there. And, you know, everyone's been, been really kind uh, to me and, and, you know, engaging and, and talking about you know our dreams and aspirations for 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 the business, and uh, having the bonus of of getting to to know a, 
an individual like yourself personally is, is, is just wonderful. So I appreciate that. And, uh, you know where I'm at, I'm right here. I'm always available to talk. All right. And, 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 oh, by the way, and oh, by the way, we're taking a point away for not turning your phone off. I'm sorry. <laughs> hey, I'm new at this. So we're, we're signing off on episode four of Let's Go, the Pelavos podcast. Um, and uh, we we have some some new guests that we're planning on for next week. We're hoping to su- surprise some people with some other community members um, coming next week. And it's been a lot of fun um, starting this podcast and we will continue to do this, uh, especially in the short term for Kevin, uh, Kevin Garcia. I almost said Garnett for Kevin Garcia, John McCarthy. um, Thank you everybody for listening. KG have a great weekend. You too. Let's go.